The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Tennis, swimming, lacrosse, whatever you need me to play, I'm going to go do it. If there's some money on the line, I'm going to go do it. You like it? You think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell going to freeze. Oh, wait. Not a game. Not, a, not, not the game that I go out there and, and die for. Welcome to the Points in the Paint podcast, everybody. Stadium's NBA podcast. Numero uno, we got Ben Wittenstein. And Zach Badger House, always in the house. One big thing, ooh-wee. Last week in NBA, being was on fire, sir. Yeah, it was uh, the trade deadline came and went. Lots of movement, some big names. Big names. It was a very hectic Thursday. Oh, yeah, and even leading into Thursday alone, like, we got a few trades even before Thursday. Like, And there were some blockbuster deals, too. And, you know what I'm saying, your homeboy, your boy down there in the Big D, not talking about Detroit, he got himself a little sidekick now. He so did. We're going to dive into that and talk a little bit about that, too, Ben. But tell the people how they can get the podcast. Yeah, you can find us anywhere, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Stuff I don't even know about. I'm sure you can find the podcast Google somewhere. Podcast. Google Podcasts. There you go. Everyone who listens on Google. You can find us on YouTube. You can see our bright, shining faces on YouTube. Um, everywhere. You can call us. 773-273-9088. Uh, call or shoot us a text. You can find yep. us on Facebook, Twitter, mm-hmm. at Points Paint. Mm-hmm. Instagram, anywhere that you get your pods, anywhere that you find content, we yes. will be there with content for you for the NBA because, Zach, we're now in the middle of February. Yep. We're coming up on the NBA All-Star Game in, in about a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but before the NBA All-Star Game, we had some trades going on in the NBA. And I swear it used to be the opposite. I feel like the All-Star Game used to be first. And then the trade deadline would be like that same week, like that following week. So obviously, you know, the Sunday game, All-Star game. And then by that Thursday, that's the trade deadline. It's like reverse now. It's like in a whole different order. It's getting crazy. It seems that way. It, it, it really does. I don't know if it's changed or if we just have really bad memories for it. But it does seem weird, too, that you have the trade deadline before the All-Star game because you're going to have guys who are playing for the East that could be playing for the West. West. Exactly. So it kind of messes with the balance of everything and how everything's going, too. And so with Kyrie, obviously, as we can just get right into one Let's big thing. Let's do it. One big thing. Just one thing. One thing. Kyrie Irving is now a member of the Dallas Mavericks. Yes. He is paired up with your boy, Luka Doncic. In the first game, I like the first game. Even without Luka, he wasn't there in the first game. But right. first uniform for Dallas uh, for Kyrie Irving in Dallas Mavericks uniform, he go out there, drops 24 points. They never lose the lead in the game. They had a lead throughout the entire game, beat the Clippers. A good team, right? That's a good Clippers team. A team that I'm, I'm sure Luka probably would have wanted to play against because he always has his way whenever he plays the Clippers, Luka Doncic. But to see him, Kyrie, go out there and score 24 points, four May threes and a win the first game, I like it. Yeah, it was good. And then they go out and then they lose. They did. <laughs> Which is interesting. Did. Uh, it back. was a bad Luka situational spot. Luka came back. 
that's a tough situ- situational spot for Dallas. Mm-hmm. You're you're trying to have Luca come back. You're trying to figure out the flow of the offense, and you're playing a team that you know knows itself and knows what's going on. So it, it was a tough situational spot. But that Dallas team now certainly got some help for Luca, which is pretty much the main concern for that team. And they were struggling. They were up and down for a good portion of the last few weeks. I think people kind of wavered on if they could be a contender in the Western Conference, but now. You know, as long as Luka and Kyrie can figure it out together, which it's still kind of too early to, to, to see if that's true or not, if they can figure it out, it is going to be a very tough team to beat because it was tough to beat anyway with Luka. You know what, being you say that, but it's like, how hard can it be, right? They've already talked about the pace of play. They want to improve that. They want to make sure they, they're out getting out in traffic, getting out yep. in fast break. Because, you know, Luka kind of slows the ball down, keeps the pace at, like, his pace, how he wants to play. Yep. But now with the addition of Kyrie, some of the teammates have even asked him being, have asked Luka, can we up the tick in terms of pace and speed the game up a little bit so it benefits guys like a Kyrie Irving and other guys, maybe like a Tim Hardaway Jr. for that matter. But, you know, honestly, Ben, I don't know if it's enough. I don't think it's really? enough. I don't think it's enough. You still enough. think they need more? They need – I don't know if it's that they need more. The West just got so much more difficult to yes. win, I think. And even with the other trade, which we can get into, Ben, I just don't think that they're going to have enough firepower. Let's talk about that other trade, right? Yeah, so the reason the West got even more difficult, Kevin Durant moving mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the East to the West is now a Phoenix Sun, teams up with Devin Booker, teams yep. up with DeAndre Ayton. Yep. That's going to be a hell of a team to stop in the West when everyone is healthy. When Durant comes back, he's fully healthy. And Phoenix immediately shot up to be one of the favorites Favorites to to win win the championship, not just the West, but the championship itself. I want to say pump the brakes. I really do. I want to hear your thoughts. I I want to say pump the brakes. Now, I understand on paper this team looks really, really good. I saw a photo, and the photo said, I see nothing but injuries. But go ahead. Yes. (laughs) No, that that, that wasn't even my list of top list of issues, but injuries certainly are. We know Durant's not. Hasn't been fully healthy all season. Aiton hasn't been fully healthy all season. Devin Booker hasn't been fully healthy all season. So right. they have Chris injuries. And Chris Paul. And Chris That's Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see a picture, you see nothing but injuries. <laughs> yeah, and I forgot to mention Chris Paul, of course. But I think what's interesting, and I'm not saying by any means that Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson are as good as Durant, because they're not combined. But you lose two very good role players. Very good young players. Very good young players, very good role players. So that, that's a, a guy in Mikel Bridges who hasn't missed a game in like three years. Yes. Uh, and and you and I love them on Brooklyn. By the way, I, I think Brooklyn. I bet Brooklyn to win tonight against the Knicks. And oh my by, With this coming out tomorrow, I may look like an <laughs> idiot. But I, I think the Nets are going to be really good with those two young players, and they are important to any team that wants to make a run to a finals to the finals. You need those type of role players, young guys who can score and sometimes get hot and play pretty good defense. Phoenix loses them. Now they get arguably the best, second best player in the world. All right. Who's sometimes not fully healthy. Let's not say that lightly. You but you do lose lightly. some quality role players. I did say that lightly. Don't say that lightly. No, you, that's you, Durantula. It's it's Kevin Reaper. Durant. <laughs> it, it, it's Kevin Durant, and I don't want to take anything away from Kevin Durant. But what do you always say? The best ability is availability. There you go. So he he needs to be healthy. Yeah, he needs to be healthy. <laughs> and I the, the Suns they have the firepower. That starting lineup's disgusting. Yeah. It is so good. Mm-hmm. But will they have the bench? Will they have the role players that we have seen in the past with teams like the Warriors, with teams like the Raptors? You need a good bench. You need those good role players to to make it through the entire complete playoffs. Team. They have a really complete team. I feel that. And so, you know, they're actually going to have to probably adjust and change some things in terms of their rotation. Yep. Uh, they're going to have to split more minutes, I think, with DeAndre Aiden and whoever the big is going to be. 
uh, you're definitely gonna have to find some more perimeter shooting of some sort of some sorts. Uh, but I think where did Terrence Ross go? I know Terrence Ross got waived from Orlando. He's supposedly he as far as last I saw, he's connected to the Suns. And okay. The Suns were interested, but I, I don't think he has made any official moves right. as of this recording. I know they're looking to get him, and so that's gonna that's gonna add more depth to their bench in terms of like perimeter shooting, playing some defense. And Terrence Ross, he can get a bucket. He can be any given night can go out there and get yes. like 15, 20 points depending on how he's feeling. So you know, if they able to get him, they'll add. An, another piece, right, to that bench, and I think they'll maybe be in good shape. They should be the favorites to me. I think in coming out the West, Durant yeah, and Booker. No, Durant yeah, Booker. I don't, I don't see why, and especially too, even if you don't feel like they're the favorites, the public does, and they're going to be betting this Phoenix Suns heavy. So you, these books are going to make the Suns favorites anyway. What does this move? If you're the Denver Nuggets, being what are you looking at, and when you see that move, like what do they have to do in order to? Do you think that they? still believe that they're the best team in the West, having the best record in the West, the Denver Nuggets. You think they still feel like they can compete and win, get to the finals? I do. I do think so because they have, you know, the Suns now have, what, the first or second best player? Saying LeBron's the best player in the world right now, we'll just go with that. The Suns now have the second best player in the world. Mm -hmm. You can make the argument Jokic is three or four best, at least in the NBA for sure right now. So the Nuggets have this firepower to match up with them. I didn't love the Bones Highland move. I thought he provided a lot of really good offensive help for the Denver so Nuggets, too. even though he can be inconsistent defensively. He was improving on that, though. But the Nuggets, I do think, have the firepower to compete with the Phoenix Suns. But again, the Suns haven't been fully healthy all season long, so we're not really sure what type of team is going to show up. Are they going to be a fast-paced, high-powered offense, bad defensive team? Are they going to be a team that's a little bit more balanced and slows the pace? I really want to see what the identity of the Suns become before – I say something like the Nuggets should be afraid or the Nuggets are going to be in trouble because right now before this trade, the Nuggets were the number one team in the in the Western Conference. Yep. They were the team everyone wanted to beat. Jokic is going out and scoring triple doubles like it's nothing. Yep. And he has a great supporting cast around him. by the way. Just throw that out. Absolutely ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So I want to see what type of identity the Phoenix Suns have because there are certain types of teams that can beat the Nuggets. And they do struggle against certain types of teams with certain identities. I just want to see how the how the Suns really shape up and what they become when they are fully healthy. Now, there's no Durant. Yep. There's no Kyrie no more in Brooklyn. Yep. Ben Simmons is still there. Yep. But did you hear James Harden comments about that trade and what he said? What did he say? He basically said, to put it lightly, that he doesn't look like the bad guy. He doesn't look like the guy that's the quitter anything like Simmons that, calling it quits no James Harden he doesn't look like the guy because he requested trade to get out of there yes before, yes yes yeah for all the drama and all the mess <laughs> before everything hit the fan he got out of there before the fire even came yeah. he saw the smoke before the fire so he left yeah you, know, you fast forward a year later and here we are everybody crucified including myself like we all call James Harden a quitter for mm -hmm. deciding to leave uh Brooklyn and go to Philly but if you fast forward now, he technically is right. He doesn't necessarily – I don't know how you feel, but to me, he doesn't look like necessarily the bad guy in that situation because they're all gone now. It may have been the front office. It may have been coaching. You got to remember, you go back to that that trade situation where they request the trade. What did uh, KD do? It's Joe Psy and, and the GM or me? Right. Right? I, I think I, Harden seemingly now he does seem like – that was a smart move. That was a savvy move. He saw the writing on the wall. He saw how much of a mess that locker room was, right. how bad Steve Nash was going to be at handling all the personalities in the, yep. in the locker room. So, uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll say Harden made a smart move. I still don't like Harden. I don't, I don't fair, like his style fine. of play. Yeah, I, I, like I don't, him, I don't think you're going to win a title with him. You know what I'm saying? He did do that at least, right? He like, did. He stopped. 
that situation for himself before it even got bad. He did. And, yes, now that looks like a really smart move on his part. He saw he saw what was going on. Philly nice. He saw Kyrie and Durant, and he's like, I need to get myself out of here. I don't think this is going to be good. And he saw the impending doom, and he got out of there. So, I respect. listen, he made the smart move. He made a move for himself. He put himself in a good situation with the 76ers, who are now one of those teams competing for a final spot. So he, he made the smart move, and, and I think kudos to him. He kind of kept his mouth shut about the, the insanity that was going on there, which – and I thought for a second he was talking about Simmons, who, credit to him, and I hate crediting Ben Simmons for anything, the man hasn't talked, which, good for him in this situation. The less he talks about stuff, the better he's starting to look. Okay. Because now everyone's like – it's wild Ben Simmons wasn't the craziest guy in the Nets or wasn't the most ridiculous guy in the Nets because you look at this guy who's he's fine. He's an average, below average NBA player at this point. He hasn't said anything. He hasn't said anything good, hasn't said anything bad. Sometimes the right move is just shut up and let other people make themselves look bad. And now he's kind of pushed himself into the background, and now he's somewhat the main guy and on the roster for the Nets. Maybe he becomes a better player now that it's his team. I, I don't know. The whole team? You said special Dinwiddie. I, I, I hope Mikhail it becomes – I hope it's their team. I hope it turns into Mikel Bridges' team. Listen, the they could all become – Yeah, but the people going into that arena, this, the the uh, the jerseys they're going to have more often than not are going to be Ben Simmons. So it's – right now, it looks like it might be his team, quote-unquote, but you, he needs to take it. One last thing on this. Do you think that this Brooklyn Nets team right now, as it's currently constructed – does this team remind you of the team that they had before they yes. acquired Kyrie yes. Irving and Kevin Durant? And I hated that. I hated it then when because that team was fun. The team was young. They had cool players. They had a fun system. Kenny Atkinson was a good coach. It was a fun Brooklyn Nets it was team. Working. And I, I saw them make that move, and I was like, well, this sucks. The star power. The we, fun the star Nets power, team. Yeah, the star power done. just over. You know, yeah. what I'm just over. It's becoming it. one of those annoying teams that tries to load up on the stars, and now they're back to back fun. To, yeah, back to that Spencer fun. Dinwiddie. Yep. They, like you, you look at their roster now. It's just bucket getters now. Yeah, it's guys just fun just guys. Play, play, play some basketball. It's yep. guys that you look Cam at and you're Thomas, like Spencer Dinwiddie, Mikael Bridges, Seth Curry, Nick Claxton's fun. Harris, Nick Claxton on the defensive end. Yeah, absolutely. Like this is this I'm, is I'm a fun. Team. Actually, appreciate. Okay, so earlier, let's let's just bring this conversation full circle. So earlier, I was talking crap about uh, live on the line having the Nets in the Knicks game be the game of the week. I'm like, why they ain't got Minnesota? At least, you know, Brandon like Minnesota. I mean, he's from Minnesota. Why the Timberwolves in the, yeah. in the Mavericks game isn't necessarily the game of the week. But now, uh, thinking about it, I'm like, all right. I can kind of dig the Mikhail Bridges, Spencer Dinwiddie, and it's in New York. You battle with New York. All right, okay, it could be the game of the How much more fun is this game now? How much more fun is the Nets Once I talk and about the Knicks? It, if I talk about it out loud, okay, that game is a little more exciting. That's yeah. a gritty Because it's a gritty game. Yeah. Right? Like, those are going to be two gritty teams yeah. when they face off. It's going to be a game where you really have no – you don't know what's going to happen. There there might be some ridiculous stuff that happens in this game. A 20-point lead might get blue. Yeah, 100%. 100%. The Nets could blow them out. The Knicks could play really stupid basketball. Like, who, who knows? And, and I think that's a lot more fun than just being like, ah, well, it's going to be we're going to watch Kevin Durant just dominate the Knicks again. You know, like, it's – you know what's going to happen. I love watching Durant play. Don't get me wrong. But this is a fun team. This roster composed as now – it's a fun, gritty team, and I love rooting for those type of teams. And I love watching those type of teams because yep. they're just fun. They're yep. a good time. And then, you know what's funny? Look at uh, – so you got you got Rihanna. You do. You got ASAP Rocky, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, but Full Circle, they used to go together back in the day before they made their first baby. Mm-hmm. And then they spent a block. 
know what I'm saying? So they circled back. Mm-hmm. Just how the Lakers did with D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> so they circled back. They spent the block on him and had to come back and get him again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. <laughs> and then got traded to the Los Angeles Lakers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's being. back. Russell Westbrook out the door. He in the buy-all market. Thomas Bryant's out the door. Shockingly made that move. I thought, how you feel about the Thomas Bryant situation with the Lakers? I just he, apparently he strange. He wanted more minutes or something. Yeah, though. he like, wanted the trade. Yeah, he because apparently he wanted more minutes. Now that Anthony Davis was back, he felt like the decline in his minutes was unnecessary. Which is, I mean, granted, you could feel that way, but that's still Anthony Davis. You know, yeah. At the end of the day, so. he wanted the ball on LeBron's. Uh, Record-breaking shot, too. (laughs) He's like, I was open in the post. (laughs) Give me the ball. So maybe that's why he left. But listen, Thomas Bryant is a great player. He's a great role player. When you talk about role players, that's the type of guy you want, a big guy who can extend extend the floor, shoot the three. He's aggressive. He's athletic. So he's, you know, I I don't know why the Lakers really gave him up. I think when someone like that asks for a trade, you're like, you're too valuable for us, man. We're going to keep you. And then another thing, too, being that that I was trying not to harp on was like, Everybody try to blame Russ in the end, yeah. Like when it was all over, but it's like I just think he's still going to be a serviceable player in this league, still a starter in this league. If you ask me, yeah. And I can't I just, say anything bad about him because he might go to the Bulls. So I, I listen. I love Russ now. Good and guy, and good and player. The, oh my gosh! So that that guy, that brings my next question. Two questions really. Are the Lakers now with Malik Beasley? They also acquired Malik Beasley from Minnesota, mm-hmm. a solid player, a solid contributor to the team. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell. Will this make this team? And I know this is the biggest if on planet Earth. Like, the biggest if being, I know it is, it's the biggest if. Mm-hmm. But if the Lakers can just somehow, some way, somehow, some way, being, be healthy. Yeah. The next 26 games, just everybody be available, unless it's just like a back-to-back or something for someone. But if everybody's healthy, can this team be a playoff or play in, or not a play-in team? Playoff, not a play-in team. How many times have we – before I even answer that, how many times have we said that? <laughs> if the Lakers are healthy, <laughs> they're going to be great. If we had a dollar for every time, we would probably be setting be ourselves rich. up for a new We'd careers. be retired. You know what I'm saying? But, but it's just like that Anthony Davis scenario. Yep. Now you got Brown with a lingering ankle injury. I still think that's smoking mirrors. I don't think that's that big of a deal. We know Anthony Davis has made a family dollar, dollar Tree glass. Yep. So He's, it's a struggle yeah, bus yep. with him. He, so right now the Lakers are four games out of the sixth spot which is the Clippers, ironically. <laughs> so they are very much still within the chance of not even having to play the playing game. Exactly. I think the the additions that they have made over the past couple weeks, because mm-hmm. don't forget, they still have Rui Hachimura now. I like Rui. He's a good addition. I was just telling one of my friends that, too. He's a Laker fan. He's like, solid. I like Rui on the team. He's solid. Um, they have some more shooting with Malik Beasley. Yes. They have size with Vanderbilt, which I think they needed, especially after Thomas Bryant's gone. Yes. D'Angelo Russell – Probably an adi- an upgrade over Russ. I think you could make the argument for that. Shooting wise, absolutely. Yeah, um, and then Mo Bamba again, another big guy. I think you take a swing on him. Why not? Maybe yeah, maybe he plays was... better with a better surrounding cast. Maybe it's still L.A. Right? Yes. Everybody can't play in L.A. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Listen, you go out to the clubs, you hear songs with your name in it. Maybe Mo's staying out till four a.m. <laughs> before every game. Uh, so I don't know about that, but I think the trades ultimately overall the Lakers I think improved. I really do. I think getting rid of Russ was probably a solid move. Don't love the Thomas Bryant trade I like but i think either. if he's asking for it maybe it would have been bad to keep him but you bring in good talent you bring in people some shooters which lebron needs shooters this isn't anybody who watches two games in the nba knows lebron needs shooters around him and no one's been able to bring him that until now so you get malik shooting hopefully russ uh d can can shoot consistently and i think that'll help ultimately the lakers did get better and they were pretty bad to begin with and they're still only four games out of the sixth spot 
So I think they have a pretty solid chance. Nice, Again, nice. with the caveat, as long as they stay healthy. They need, they need to stay healthy. Anthony day-to-day Davis right. can't be day-to-day anymore. That's true. Uh, I don't know what LeBron's going to start feeling like now that he's broken the record because now you see him. He's in and out of games now. <laughs> he's he's done what he needs to do. He's now – because it was weird, right, seeing this year. You, you notice LeBron wasn't – sitting out as much as he used to during the regular but season. But they ain't a bad time for that. Like, we ain't got time. Bro out. Yeah, they need to make AD the playoffs. AD out. Yeah. Like, he, we ain't got time for that. Yeah. No, <laughs> that, that's true. So, I do think the Lakers got better. I think they made the right trade moves in the deadline. And, and ultimately, I think they're going to be – they're for sure going to get the play-in game, I, I would imagine. And they might they might make the sixth spot. They might get out of there. They might make the sixth spot. Bucks. They didn't want 10 in a row, man. Wow. And now they're row. adding Jay Crowder. And adding Jay Crowder. Crazy. They're, so, they're getting even – more help on the on the bench, so that's even more depth for the Milwaukee Bucks in the East. It's ridiculous. Now, Chris Middleton was out last year, Ben. So I'm just gonna say it right here, right now. That's the reason why they lost last year. I wholeheartedly believe that. That's why they lost. Interesting. The Milwaukee Bucks lost to the Boston Celtics because they did not have Chris Middleton available. But guess what? He's back this year. Drew Holiday back, and I think Ben, the Boston Celtics don't stand a chance if the Bucks healthy. And I say it with my chest, too. I think the Milwaukee Bucks are better than the Boston Celtics. And the team to really beat in the East is not the Boston Celtics, the reigning Eastern Conference champions, but the Milwaukee Bucks. I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And, I, and if this was two months ago, I would have disagreed because we were talking about Boston having the best offense in the history of offenses. We were, yep. And they've kind of regressed back to the mean, and Milwaukee's just kind of cruising. They're on they're on cruise control. This cruise is the Bucks control. on cruise control. They had no worries, didn't really make no. any moves at trade deadline. None. They, they do not care. The Crowder addition is awesome. That is an awesome addition. He is going to help so much, kind of like the P.J. Tucker, yes. what, what P.J. Tucker did Perfect for Perfect description. That's how I see it. Basic. Just perfect description, the way to describe it. Three and D type of guy. Like Crowder's streaky, but when he's shooting threes, he can hit three straight threes. threes. And he plays defense, and that's important when you're when the Bucks are probably gonna have to get through the Celtics to get to the finals. And you gotta guard the likes of a Jason Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, those kind of wing players. And I told you before the season started. This league's so wing-driven, it's ridiculous. You better ask somebody out there that, yeah. can, that can put the clamps down on one of these wings in this league. Yeah, and, and getting rid of George Hill, you know, he's a solid defender, but they're, they'll be all right. They'll, they'll, be they'll be fine. I actually like Javon Carter, and I I hate to use this analogy because I never really do, but he's younger. Like mm-hmm. Javon Carter, he is younger. He's more of a younger guy, and he's been shooting the ball kind of well off the bench lately too. Like he catching that ball from Giannis on the wing and in the corner to kick outs. He's knocking it down with confidence. I like Javon Carter and what he's been doing out of West Virginia. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I, I think this Bucks team is set up fine. The fact that they go on these streaks is ridiculous. They they are going to be – I would love to see a Bucks Nuggets final. A Bucks Suns final would be really fun as well. You want your boy in there, but so I just bad. I want to see Jokic play. I want to see Ooh, a Jokic Giannis matchup. Just, Two freaky looking dudes. It's so hard to judge the Nuggets because they never get it done. Nope, and you know they can't I mean finish. By that. Like, they they never, cannot finish they never the big finish stuff. The big stuff when it comes to like the playoffs and postseason. Come April, come May, like. You you know what the factor is, the opponent team. You know who you have to stop. Mm-hmm. You know who you have to key in on. And it's weird because you know, like, Jokic can do a, a multiple different things on the basketball floor. We yes. know that. Pass, yes. shoot, dribble the ball up the floor, whatever, whatever. But it's like come playoff time, 
it's like either the guys around him don't step up or it's just missed opportunities from him is why they never really get the, the whole thing done, like advance to the Western Conference Finals or advance to the NBA Finals. Yeah, I think the addition of Thomas Bryant, speaking of him, will help them a lot. He plays really yep. – he plays a Jokic style. Passing-wise, not great, but he can stretch the floor like Jokic can. So I think he was a great addition. Their depth is is solid. It's solid. But I just – the consistency needs to be there. When when the big games and the light's the brightest, it's going to come down to how well they can play with Jokic. And, you know, Michael Porter hasn't been an idiot this season. He's been good. He's been actually so- – this is like kind of the Michael Porter – that we talked about for three freaking years. Like, this is what we expect. He's averaging over 15 points a game. His efficiency is solid. You know, this is kind of what we expect. AG still doing his thing. Aaron yeah. Gordon is still playing like out of his mind, co-signing with uh, Jokic. They just play dynamic duo ball, off ball. Mm-hmm. I just love the way that they play with each other. Uh, pause with Aaron Gordon. Kind of uh, crazy. Nikola Jokic. Yeah, it's been crazy. So I, I do like that team. I think, you know, when you when you look at the best teams in each conference, the Nuggets, the Suns, I, I, I don't know about the Clippers. I guess the Clippers. It's tough. Grizzly. We even talked about the Grizzlies and how weird they've been. The Clippers trade deadline to me was so unnecessary. Like, they made a lot of unnecessary moves, in my opinion. I Those mean, seem like the, desperation moves. Like, yeah, because, like, the Bones – I mean, granted, I like the Bones-Holland pickup. Yeah, that's great. But I thought no, that I was do. bad on the Nuggets part as yep. well. Like, especially if you're going to be battling with that same team coming yeah. postseason. Like, I didn't think that was a solid move to be trading players with them in particular. But I agree. I just feel like the Clippers made so many unnecessary moves. Like, they made moves as if they had to make moves. Like, they were in a panic, rough spot. The only rough spot or rough situation they really got going on being is that they players don't play. Yeah. yeah. Players do not play. Like, Like, I don't think they have an issue with in terms of, like, the talent they had. Like, they needed to switch things or turn things around. They trade John Wall. He's going to be in a buyout market now. And – they got rid of Reggie Jackson. It's like you guys created problems for yourself. Yeah, 100%. They, they did not handle it well at all. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let's do what's trending. Of course, we got to mention LeBron James passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, top scorer in the history of basketball. Is he the best scorer ever? LeBron? Yes. I don't know. Before you answer the question. I don't know. The context to this is, so Mike... Career average, Michael Jordan, career average is 30, like 30.1. Elgin Baylor's, I believe, is like 30.2 or something. And then it's like LeBron is 27, Kevin Durant is like 27, and then there's like one more other player. So he's technically a top five scorer of all time. Like technically, career average is 27, mm-hmm. right, right there above, right underneath Mike and Elgin. So he's at least at minimum being a top three scorer of all time, if not the best. Not yeah. the best. Yeah, that's that's undeniable. I would say because when you asked that question, the, the immediate thing I thought of was, you have one shot to win a game. Who are you? Ooh. Who are you going with? Mm, mm, and mm, mm. I'm not even thinking about LeBron. I'm honestly not even thinking about Michael Jordan, who I would probably put before LeBron. I'm thinking of like Kevin Durant. Okay, that's fair. 
Because when you talk about him playing and it looks like he's and playing remember, practice and, and chairs. And I mentioned him too, right, right. And I mentioned him too is why one of those four, one of those four or five guys career yeah. averages 27. Yep. He's a, KD is technically a top five scorer of all time. I, I would like – I would honestly put KD above LeBron in terms of if I need a basket, I'm going to KD first before LeBron. Honestly, may, maybe before Jordan, which is it's it's close. But there is no one on earth, and you, I could see people making the argument no one on earth could stop Michael Jordan or LeBron as well. But there really is zero people on the planet that could stop Kevin Durant from getting to a spot where he can make a shot. Okay, that's how you live. The man's it out. seven feet tall. All he right. has a silky three point shot. He's <laughs> automatic from the mid range. Being to just stoop me out of nowhere, he just said, not even Mike. You rolling with I'm Durant? Going, I think I'm going with Kevin Durant. Slim Reaper. I ain't got no problem with that at all. I, I really don't. Um, we, we talk about it all the time. You look like he guard. That's a chair guard him out there. Yeah. <laughs> listen, you cannot guard Kevin Durant. You can just hope he has an off night. That really, Kevin Durant at his best. No, no one's stopping him. And you, you could make the same argument for Jordan, but I think there are defenders in today's NBA with their size and speed yes. that could give him issues. And there are times LeBron just can't shoot three pointers. He Wants just struggles seven. shooting three-pointers. Wants the eight. <laughs> and Durant is not going to have issues with big defenders. He's not going to have issues with shooting threes. Mid-range, he's making 10 out of 10. <laughs> like He's just making 10 out of 10. Hand in his face, maybe he makes 8 out of 10. So What hand? He can't see that hand. Yeah, it's that's yeah. It's just like an ant. <laughs> you're, just, you're not going to do much. So I would honestly probably take Durant out of all of those guys. But LeBron is a top three scorer of all time. I'm fine with that. Me too. I don't see any. I mean, Kobe's on the outside looking in. That's just the that's just the the, the realism of the argument here. Don't argue if with we're me. talking KD, LeBron, Jordan, I don't. I'm not putting Kobe above any of them. Hey, you said it. I'm just, I think I'll say it. Hey, write me on Twitter. Hey, do it. Of, I'll, I'll argue. Of, that's lot, fine. That, look, a lot of people right now might just turn the podcast on after, <laughs> after you said that. That's fine. <laughs> Send me hate tweets. That's fine. Uh, what else is trending? Uh, Zion's out more weeks. I hate it because we talked about it after last year. We said, great guy, awesome talent. Can he stay healthy? Got to be available. Can he stay? His body is yeah. awesome in theory, but it's injury prone. Very this injury is the problem. Yeah. So they've struggled. Uh, I think they went, a str- went a, they went in a stretch where they lost, lost like 11 games in a row. Yeah, yeah, they didn't look good. So they're not looking too well. They got B.I. back because they were missing him too. Brandon Ingram was out yeah. too. But he's been coming back from injury. And so they're slightly, slowly kind of trying to get it together. I think they won a last game they played. But we'll see what happens as they continue to move forward without the big fella Zion Williamson. Yeah, uh, buyout market is the other thing trending. And I talked about Westbrook, uh, the, the rumors and the rumbles. He might go to the Bulls. Why not? I sure you the you Bulls want, suck anyway. Just, you want Wall or Russ? Russ, I don't. Know, Wall's. I don't. Know, is he going to play fully with Wall? Like how, how injured is he still? I don't even think that's the problem. I just think the Clippers just mishandled his contract and his whole like his whole situation. His it's situation. possible. They, I mean, because think about it, they got rid of John Wall and Reggie. Yeah, they did. Which I was. I'm, that's, that's super bizarre. Yeah, that's that's an interesting move on their part. I would probably want Russ just because. He he's turning more into a passer sometimes too when he needs to be. And I think that's exactly that's what, the Bulls, what the Bulls need. They just need it so badly. They need a true point guard. They were playing so well, Alonzo. I could talk my way into Russ being a good Chicago Bull because then they could kind of play like they had with Alonzo. He likes to play fast pace. The team likes to play fast pace. 
Give me Russ. Give me Russ. Why not? The Bulls aren't doing much. Give me Russ. I would love to see him sign. Um, Terrence Ross we talked about. I think he's probably signing with the Suns is what the rumors are going on. Uh, yeah, who knows with John Wall? I don't know. I don't know where he's going to go. What's, his, what's the best fit for him? Back to the Wizards? <laughs> You're not really wrong. That, you might be joking. Like, you might be joking, but that may have to be the case. They yeah. technically do not have a p- true point guard over there. And I know that's not a yeah. glooming team. And we've talked about them losing like seven, eight games in a row like two months ago. And they haven't really bounced back from that, being kind of under 500 mm-hmm. and being at the bottom of the team, being one of the bottom teams in the East. But I can promise you, if John Wall was back in D.C., Oh, it would be a whole different life and energy. I think so, too. And I think also the pecking order is established a little easier now because there was what I read. There was a little bit of bumping heads with Briel and Wall before they got rid of Wall about, like, who's going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. I think if Wall goes back there, everyone, himself included, knows it's Beal's team. So I don't think there will be that issue as much anymore. Right. It could be interesting. It could be, it'll be an interesting experiment if he does go back there. Um, anyone else you want to mention for bio market? Pat Bev's out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's another guy connected to Chicago because he's a Chicago guy and they both need a point guard. Mm-hmm. I don't want to root for Pat Bev. <laughs> I don't want to have to root for that guy. Hey, I've hated him the, so long. He's from, he from the city. He's from the side. He's yeah. from the west side. I, listen, Anthony Davis from Chicago and I still like making fun of him. <laughs> day to day. Day to day Davis. So I don't know. I mean, there's some interesting names in the bio market, but nothing huge other than you know Westbrook and Wall and yeah. Ross I think is a sneaky really good addition for the Suns or for any team that gets him if they're a contender right. so we'll, we'll have to see where they go NBA All-Star weekend yeah. is this weekend yeah it's in Utah yeah what they gonna do out there how are they gonna enjoy themselves I just hope the dunk contest is fun that's all I hope every single year because I know win? all the contests are gonna be fun oh man they got Mac McClung. Su- he it's such a random names. Not list. really though, because KJ Martin he's been around for a little while yeah. now. Trey Murphy but, he balling in New Orleans. I don't think he's known if I known as really as like a as a true dunker though. No, he's been he's had a few moments though. I in this season I've seen him. He's definitely had a few moments getting up there climbing that ladder. And KJ Martin dunking on any and everybody. He's floating from the free throw. Line yeah, almost. he is. And I'm he, just worried, and we talked about it last year. Have we run out of dunks? And we, we run have, out of things. But it's just, bro, I told you, like I said last year, I personally blame the NBA, the internet. I blame the internet. Yeah. You see all these you crazy all dunks these crazy on Instagram. Stuff. A dude might put his arm in the rim reverse. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so ridiculous on the internet that when it's time to watch something like a professional NBA player dunk the basketball and not a quote-unquote professional dunker right that's what we're doing that's their only thing that they do we got professional dunkers out here now i guess they can't do anything but dunk the basketball can't really (laughs) play or anything of that nature just dunk but when you got guys like that out here it's kind of ruining the element of what the dunk contest is supposed to be yeah i I think though being that mac mcclung and kj martin are going to give us a show okay i think so I, I really do. I hope. I really do. I just – I think the creativity needs to be a little a little better, but certainly smarter because we do see guys That's trying really to be creative. They try to get be creative, but they but don't make too, a dunk. They got to yeah. try seven, eight times. Yep. You need a dunk move. you can make on the first, first try. try. Yes. Save the harder dunks for if you actually make it to the next rounds. You know, <laughs> like at least save it for that. But have some fun with it early on with dunks you can actually make. I don't know. I, I hope – you know, we saw it got revived in Chicago in 2020, and that was an awesome, awesome dunk contest. Yep. But that was like the best dunk contest 
like three years before that, and then it's been the best dunk contest since. It has sounds like the Olympics for real. It does. It does. <laughs> Every four years we get a good dunk contest. That's all it is. Uh, let's see what else. Three point shootout. Do you like anyone? Simon. Yeah, he's Anthony Simon. He's unbelievable. I was surprised how he's made it. Cause he got a, he got like a quirky shot. He His does. shot looked quirky to me, so I was surprised that he was that he was called to to represent and participate in three point contest. But you got Lillard, and then there's rumors that that Lloyd Marketing seven foot sniper. You want to be cool. for a seven footer again? Cause Cat yeah. won last year. Yeah, they they might go back to back for the big man, big fellas. <laughs> Lloyd Marketing might <laughs> come out on top. Sure. Great nickname. Great That'd nickname. be great. Wrote about him too this week. Make sure you check out Zach at Present Six. There Definitely wrote about the finish. Important. Um. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a fun weekend. I really do. There'll be fun celebs. What they going to do in Utah? Go back to that question. That's why it'll be fun. They'll all be very focused. Not hungover, not out, not, not out partying late in Utah. Everything closed down at 9.30 p.m. It's bedtime for everyone at 10. Oh, That's Lord. how it works in Utah, Salt Lake City. Bedtime for everyone, 10 o'clock, lights I'm out. I'm glad you know. Listen, <laughs> they going to be struggling out there. They got some concerts, I see. Yeah. Wiz Khalifa's supposed to perform. Chloe Bay's supposed to perform. Travis Scott, P, uh, Pitbull is supposed to be out there. So How they, got many, some, they got some people hitting You think all those guys, you think it's the first time in Salt Lake City for all those guys? I don't know. All of them, <laughs> but maybe some of them. Travis Scott probably been to Salt Lake. He's a yeah. little weird dude. He probably been there. Shaq West is going to be there. Don Tolliver is going to be there. So it's going to be some people there, I guess. I just was surprised that, like, it's Utah, bro. I don't. That's Mormon. Yeah. Area Post Malone City. Like, <laughs> I don't even know if he's showing up. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be different. It'll be fun. I, I think it'll be it'll be interesting to see. And maybe too, because it's a bit thinner air up there. It's it's above you know four thousand feet or something like that. Maybe the maybe the dunkers fly super high. Right. Maybe they get up high. Here you go. You see people jump up, Jim. <laughs> Thin air, they can jump higher. The celebrity game would be cool. D Way is, is supposed to be the captain. He's going to be. Oh yeah, I thought. So That'd I be cool. That Any cool celebs? Usually they get. Last year was kind of meh. Uh, Twenty One Savage. Oh, that'd be fun. He could play at least. It's like it's usually like C to B list celebs at most. Janelle Bonet, I know who she oh, is. Oh yeah, she's great. Corday. Okay, uh, Kane Brown is. isn't he a country singer? I think so. Kane, yeah, you yeah. have to have that in Utah for sure. Ah, Darren yeah. Williams. Utah point oh. guard. He's going to be coaching, I believe, the uh, Illinois finest, the Jordan All Star game, the Jordan oh, be fun. Stars game. So that's going to be cool. Right, with maybe, the young maybe guys. It'll be fun. Mm, they, got some stuff. they got a courtside concert too. It looked like uh, with Saweetie, the uh, the girl that had the McDonald's, <laughs> she had the, oh, Mickey, the yeah. McDonald's commercial. So she's going to be out there too. So right. like it'll be a good time. Yeah, uh, it'll be fun. I hope for them. You know what I'm saying for the for the sake of the players and the fans that are going to be out there in Utah, Salt Lake <laughs> City. Let me quit throwing shade. Maybe it'll be great. Who knows? Yeah, it would probably be. It might. What if that's right? It'd be like the best, the yeah, best one in like twenty Star. years. Yeah. It was in the Salt Lake City. Salt Lake you City. had to be there. Just gotta throw down. Uh, let's go to on the hotline. Let's listen. Uh, see what the listeners have to say. Again, give us a call if you seven, want. Leave seven, us a text. Three, two seven three nine zero eight eight. You can tweet at us at Points Paint as well on Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, Dell in Ohio says, "Looking at the Heat sneaking out of the play-in." They're currently in a sixth spot. So by out of the plan, does he mean out of the plan in a good way, that they'll make the playoffs without having to play, or they're just going to drop out of the playoffs entirely? I think he meant like they're not in the play-in scenario. Okay. So like six Sneaking out. Yeah, because yeah, right now they're uh, a game and a half above the Knicks, who are in the seventh spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'd have been playing well, and I know people were surprised that they didn't make any major moves in the trade deadline. People may thought thought they may move like Kyle Lowry, or they were going to try to move some guys. That's a big contract to try to move, though. That's the only yeah. tough and part. The thing is, when again, this is the Lakers issue. When the Heat are fully healthy, they're a really good team. They're, they're, they're a solid squad. They just uh, got to be healthy. A world-class coach. They just have to be healthy. Uh, Bam has to be healthy. Jimmy Butler yeah. has to be healthy. But when everyone is, is healthy – 
they're as good as, as and most And Bama's played really well this year. I know I've been kind of griping on my man's Bam to step up and play better. But, you know, so he's averaging about over 21 points a game, I believe, like nine rebounds. But, man, make sure you can get that 11. Make Turn nine into 11 <laughs> and then turn 21 into, like, 26. And yeah. then, you know what I'm saying, you'll be one That's of them easier. premier players like Jokic and Embiid and stuff, where I think you should be at. That's true. Alex in Michigan, get number 17 off the Lakers. The bromance got to stop. Let me give you a little background context to this because you mm-hmm. may not be familiar. So Dennis do, Schroeder yeah. is number 17 yep. on the That's LA what I Lakers. And if you're unfamiliar with Darvin Ham's coaching tree and coaching okay. record, how he ended up with the Lakers. So we know he used to coach underneath lead assistant for Milwaukee Bucks underneath Budenholzer. Mm-hmm. But did you also know he was with the Budenholzer staff when he coached the Atlanta Hawks? Oh, I did not know so that. he was on that staff. Okay. And who was on that team? Good old Dennis, Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> so, so Alex in Michigan believes the bromance connection comes from Atlanta, and so that's why Dennis Schroeder gets so many minutes hmm. playing for the LA Lakers. But he believes that it's time to get the get, get Dennis Schroeder off, off the court. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he doesn't add much. He's such, he he's the such last, a replaceable player. Like the last player. game on Saturday, he definitely played well for them. I think he might have outplayed Anthony Davis too. For yeah, him. He had the best Laker performance. In that win that they had, because they did win the game. Too, they did, yeah, that's with, true. Uh, LeBron, and so you know, you might have to pump the brakes at least for now on number seventeen in his <laughs> minutes. He might need the minutes to get himself going or something. But sometimes he do be out there acting a fool. Like, he does, he's, yeah. He yeah he's he's such a math player. Yeah, it's so funny. It. <laughs> he's such a replaceable guy. D from PG says oh, this boy. this KD trade makes the Suns for sure champions. Right? CP three gets that championship finally. Now, I'm with him on the second part. I can get with CP3 finally get the chip. That would be great. Because if he go on a championship, I wholeheartedly believe he will retire. Yes. He I won agree. a championship. He just he wants to win. He just, he's like, I, I want to retire, but I got to win first. Yeah, I'm so close. You know I'm like, so if KD coming over, probably is going to be the best opportunity he's ever had to win, an, win a championship. Yes. Having a guy like Devin Booker and Kevin Durant alongside with a pick-and-roll center, big man, and DeAndre Ayton, bro, they should do some things, honestly. Like you, would, honestly you would hope. Do some things. They yeah, should. You would hope. On paper, you read that out loud, they should do some things. It makes some champions in on paper is what I'll say. <laughs> it makes some champions on paper, which is infinitely harder to do it in person, obviously. But, right. uh, yeah, this is the closest Chris Paul has gotten to being – in the NBA Finals and having a chance to win, outside of obviously making it, but just yep. like, like I feel like this team is probably going to be even an uh, even better team once KD returns and really you know turn this team around and really try to get them to the promised land. Yeah, because when he was in it, he, he wasn't. People didn't think that it was like an, if if he won, it would have been a super big underdog story for the most part, especially after the way those finals went. But now, like everywhere he plays and every team that he plays in the playoffs, any finals team that he goes to. Other than maybe if it's against like a streaky hot Bucks team, they're gonna be the favorites. Mm-hmm. They're gonna he's gonna be on a favorite to win the finals team, and that's mm-hmm. huge. If really? you're someone who's looking to retire and get that championship and get yeah, it, oh yeah, especially if he's 37, 30, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you reach Time's 40, ticking. yeah, time ticking for tick. my man's Chris. So you know, so we appreciate D from PG. We appreciate Alex in Michigan, and we definitely appreciate Dale in Ohio. That's gonna conclude this edition of the Points in the Pain podcast, presented by Stadium. I'm Zach Batcherhouse. That was my main man, Ben Wittenstein. You can both follow us. You can follow both us both on social media, of course. Follow mm-hmm. at Points Paint, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Twitter, uh, uh, TikTok. Uh, yep. YouTube. Yeah, you you're know, on TikTok you know now. Where, wherever we at. Don't be. Listen, I don't even like the fact that I am on TikTok, but I am. So you can definitely see the po- you can see the podcast content on my 
what you need. On my TikTok at Who Got Zach. And that's going to include this edition of the Poison to Pay podcast. You'll hear from us next week. <laughs>